Um, okay, yeah, I, I I don't know. I guess I'm intrigued by Madam Web, but uh, is this actually in the movie theater or is this yes? A... This low budget looking piece of shit, and I'm basing that off of the trailer. I'm not all right. This is the same studio that made Venom, which is not good. Venom Two, which I did not see. Oh, we watched Mor- that. Mor- Morbius. <laughs> that movie is catastrophically bad. <laughs> Madam Web is next, and then I guess Craven's coming out. So they're trying to make like the Sinister Six, like shared universe sort of stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. No thanks. Can I? <laughs> Well, Madam Webb's an old lady that just sits in a chair for the most part. uh, Yeah, there had to have been a bottom to the well here. Like, I mean, I know that these are characters that have been around. But, I mean, were they even really that much comic book popular? You know what I mean? I was never a huge Spider-Man comic reader, like, recently, and I think Madam Web is, like, in the last 20 years, so I have no clue. Oh. I guess it was, like, a, a, a fairly important part or something, but then that's not what you've seen on screen. And again, I haven't seen this movie, but there's no chance I'm going to go see this movie. Like, we talked about it before. A movie's got to really grasp you. This is not it. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. And then also being a stickler... Like, one girl plays Spider-Woman, and uh-huh. it's like, a, what's her name, Sydney Sweeney? I think is her name. She's on that Euphoria show. She plays Spider-Woman. No, oh, like, okay. Spider-Woman's supposed to be, like, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, like, curved out, and, like, you know, she has, like, a pheromone and all that stuff. And I see this, and I'm like, all right, so we got little girls playing superhero. Like, uh like, at least give them, give them something. But, but it's also the origin of Ben Parker. Yes, Uncle Ben. Because no, uh, everyone wants to know where Uncle Ben came from. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just... Uh, I, I hate it. <laughs> I wish Sony would stop making these movies. They don't make money. Like, none of them make money. Uh, yeah, I don't, like I said, I guess I felt intrigued, but yeah, there's no way that I was going to hit the theater. I'll wait till it hits whatever, uh, home service. And even then, I don't think, uh, just because I've noticed that you just need to wait for time for prices to go down. Um, yeah. Cause, uh, that, that's the other thing the the, the wife had a little bit of sticker shock for some of the new movies that just came out and how much it was to rent them. And I'm just like, well, yeah, we don't really need to buy it. Like, what are we going to do? Rewatch it at some point? Like, we barely watched something once. Like, come on. Yeah, we just got done watching, uh, it's called Pearl. So one, I watched, did I, no, I had to show with Chris last week. So I watched Saltburn. I don't know if you've heard of this movie. Uh, nope. It's not good. <laughs> everyone's gonna tell you everyone's gonna tell you it's good it's not so here spoilers for you there are three four <laughs> shocking scenes that ties together this rather bland movie like some of the visuals are really pretty because it takes place like it's basically 
this kid goes to Oxford, and he gets uh, taken in by this rich English dude. Okay, so they go like to uh, Saltbridge, whatever Saltburn, which is oh. a house. Okay, and it's this giant estate. Cool. Well, the guy changes character motivations like every few scenes. And you're like, what's going on? Like, this is very, very blatantly. And then so he starts. He tries to seduce the mom, and then he watches his friend like jerk off in the bathtub, and then he like drinks some of the water near the drain. Oh, like, come on! Yeah, if you've never seen porn, you've seen worse. Yep. So it's like, okay, yeah, that's pretty weird. And then, like, of, course, of course, it's like a close-up. So this guy's like putting his tongue in the drain and that. Gross, <laughs> sure. I've seen Human Centipede. I don't care. I've seen Human Centipede two and three, by the way. I've seen Terrifier. None of this is gonna bother me. So then the next scene, he's trying to seduce the sister. So it's it's all framed by these different like seductions or whatever. Yeah. And he eats he eats the the kid the guy's sister out when she's on her period. So of course he has blood on his mouth, and then he makes her like lick her own blood off of his fingers. And I'm like, okay. And then at the end, the he like one of the guys die. The main character. Like, and this was improvised, by the way, which is just hilarious. He whips his dick out and starts fucking the guy's grave. <laughs> exactly. It's absurd. <laughs> so you're not, you're supposed to be like, well, wait, is he really that lustful for him? That he never, like, he has his own gay motivation or whatever you want to say it? Or is he that angry at him? And I'm at this point, I'm like, I don't care. Get this fucking movie over with. And then, oh, at the end, like, it's just, it, then, it, then it's all, like, all you're waiting for is the big reveal of things that you can clearly tell what's going on. <laughs> and then it ends with him dancing around the house naked. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know, you know how they, they're like the wacko jobs are like, well, I mean, not wackos, I guess, but they're always like, you know, Hollywood's just run by a bunch of perverts and whatever else. Oh, Right. Uh, <laughs> when you see something like that, you start to wonder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, and especially knowing like the him fucking the grave was like improvised. Like, get out of here. Oh, and the other thing is like they make a point of saying how big the how big of a dick the main character has. Well, so you know, yeah, I, just, I mean, I guess if you got it, flaunt it. Yeah, good for him, <laughs> but. It, <laughs> It's still just like, oh my god. And yeah. then I turned on, we turned on a movie called X after that. It's basically, it's a Ty West horror movie. And it's about people in 1979 who are on the cusp of home video market for porn. So they're making their own so they can get in early. And then, of course, all hell breaks loose because it's on a farm and the people don't like it. Horror movie, sure. Light years better than Saltburn was. Light years better. Everything made sense except for one scene. Creepy and the deaths are pretty cool. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah, and then it turns out the, one of the main characters of the movie, it's actually planned trilogy, and it's called Pearl is the next one, which goes back in time to like 1916. So it's a horror movie in this 1916, and most of it takes place during the day. Which okay. you don't 
you don't get. Everything's in vibrant colors. It's supposed to be a take on the Wizard of Oz, very clearly the Wizard of Oz. Like, she dances in the field with a uh, scarecrow. No. <laughs> she dresses like the, the, the lady who played the Wicked Witch. You know, she's the one on the bike. Oh, yeah. She dresses just like her. Okay. So it's like, and it's it's pretty jarring at first. Like, I don't think I can get through this. And then it captivates you, and you're like, this is really good. Again, better than Saltburn. And the movie's made for like a million dollars. So, just, just, ugh. Is, is is that a general uh, consensus of the movie, uh, the state of movies currently? I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, oh, I also started watching. Uh, finally, I mean, you you uh, watch more than I do. I mean, I. Well, this is during the day. Uh, yeah. Just my work is slow. Uh, Justified, uh, City Primeval. Yes. That uh, took a little bit to get going. I'm on the last episode tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I need to take some time out to watch that one still. It starts slow. I'll give you, I'll, I gotta tell you right now. And then it gets going. It's, it's very jarring because it is in Detroit. I mean, I recognize some of the places. Oh. So they filmed it on location in that. And then it doesn't have, like, Raylan gets taken out of, you know, Harlan. So he doesn't really know anybody. So it was like you no. know, unfamiliarity and stuff. So, yeah. yeah, it's really good though. It's yeah. Plus, I mean, I believe he had worked in Miami or something like that prior to being in Harlan. Yes. So he was in Detroit, then Miami, and then uh, Harlan. Then went back to my went back. Excuse me, back to Miami. And then he finds himself back in Detroit. So that's all I'll say. So it yeah. takes place after the original series too. So. Uh, oh yeah. yeah very good though i wish yeah. i would have watched it when it first came out but i can binge it so uh yeah it's been sitting on the dvr for quite some time and i kind of keep on forgetting that it's uh there for the watching yeah well, I'm, I'm gonna watch on hulu but we have hulu with ads <sighs> i i understand why i pay to get rid of ads it, I, it, i'll pay extra uh it, it it's painful like we only uh, only murders in the building is one of the few shows that and Letter Kenny are the reasons uh, that we actually go to Hulu because yeah that's uh, that that's tough. It, and it's like they're only thirty to forty five seconds. Oh well, it feels like an eternity. And then there's a three minute commercial out of the blue. Oh, I was going to say, no, there's a three-minute commercial after the intro scene for Only Murders, and then there's a minute-and-a-half break, uh, like a minute break, and a 30-second break. I'm like, this is some bullshit here, guys. Like, I may as well be watching network TV here. (laughs) Yeah, yes. Like, this is actually worse than network TV. But isn't that just what all these streaming services are turning into? I mean, all of them have an, an ad-free plan. Oh. It's like, you idiots. We didn't want ads. That's why like that's why Netflix took off. <laughs> so, and then, and like, Prime's trying to add, put ads on their stuff, which I haven't run into yet. 
So, well, yeah, I don't think I've watched too much either. But Yeah, there are kind of limited amount of things we watch on Prime. Like, we have it just more for the other services than for uh, for that, honestly. There's some good stuff on there, but yeah, it's usually just for shipping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the access to stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... If there's one thing COVID showed me is you don't have to go to the store anymore. And it's awesome. <laughs> it's great. Uh, well, I I will say that I'm making quite the living currently uh, worrying about people uh, online grocery pickupping. So. Wait, you are or are not doing that? <laughs> I am. How is that? What a boring conversation this is going to be, by the way. So how is, how is having someone else shop for you? Because I'm actually curious about that. But it just feels oh. lazy. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I a I only do it. I only do that one place. But I'm just saying that no, like <laughs> my job, job. All of these WalMarts are doing, and uh, oh. they they are carving out like five to six thousand square foot of their stores because of the popularity of the pickup. I had so. I- I, I live in a, oh, go ahead. It, I, and they're doing it everywhere. Like it's it's big towns, little towns, uh, you know, you name it. It's happening. It's wild. It, it <laughs> like we have food lions here, which are like you know cheaper grocery stores. They've got it now, and I'm like, I see the clientele that goes to this place. And by the way, I, it sounds like I'm bagging on it. I guess I kind of am. But also, it's cheap, and they got good cuts of food. So, <laughs> oh. I don't see the point. Right. Yeah, but no, <laughs> they have it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, 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 it is crazy popular uh, for that. To, and I, I don't mind, A, I'd never do that for my own produce. I don't, I don't trust anyone picking that other than, uh, than myself. Or my wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I'm never going to, that part, but uh, like Sam's Club orders, those are so easy on uh, online and just have, because it's just like, yeah, I need a bunch of cat litter. Can you go pick that up for me and bring it out to my car? <laughs> Thanks. I'm getting to the point, though. If it's not on Amazon, I'm not buying it. Like, <laughs> food's, food's different. I tried, like, the the food thing, and, like, I feel stupid only ordering a little bit and then having to pay, like, for shipping. I'm like, eh, I'll just go to the store, whatever. But, yeah, I, I just, I've gotten to that point where I am not going to the store to buy stuff anymore. She actually went to Target the other day. I was like, have at it. Nope. <laughs> she said she wanted to be able to smell the smell the soap she was buying. I was like, uh, I mean, you know, I can I, I can understand. Right. Got to have the right sense, sir. I guess. So, never mind. That's just gonna say something. So, but all right. I do so like those rest. Old Spice ads for for the men's body lotion. And that's the stuff I use, like the Old Spice body wash, whatever. Not like the, uh, not the cocoa butter one. Yeah, there's a cocoa butter one, but it's just like the the sports smell. 
I'm like, what does sports smell like? It's just, it's just whatever. It smells like soap. So just, I guess you can't say soap. Yeah, well, I mean, they do have different scents depending. Like, I, I, I know the, I, I go through Harry's for my soap, but I mean, they have like what redwood. They had one that was called Stone, and I'm like, well, what does Stone smell like exactly? That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm Here like, I don't. Summer it, breeze. It's stifling hot down here. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's stupid. Ocean it's, air. No, I don't want to smell like ocean air, to be honest. Like, I don't want to smell like seagull poop. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah here's some stale salt water. Like, okay. No. Like, I'm using this soap to not smell like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. It, this is just going to go down a bad rabbit hole of just idiocy that we have to deal with. Like, just say green, blue, off blue. Like, just just call them colors. I'm like, okay, I want the purple and white one. That, that works. Oh, that's extra sports fresh. <sighs> well, it depends upon what you're getting, though. Uh, if we want to go deep on the, uh, on the soap experience, I mean, some of, uh, my mother has had ones where there was one that was a waffle cone and it blueberry waffle cone, I believe. And legit, like it, it smelled so strong, and it I, like I felt like I smelled waffles the rest of the day exactly when I used that. this. And I'm like, what is going on here? Why? Yeah. Is... Plus, most of the scents I don't have a problem with, but this one, I'm like, what is going on here? Like you light a candle for that shit. You don't put it on your body. <laughs> Like we've like we've got a candle here. It smells like Fruit Loops, and it does. But uh, I can close the lid, and it goes away after a few minutes. Like that's what you're like. You're just supposed to remember when Febreze came out. If Febreze had no scent, it yeah. was just so many chemicals it ate up every single like piece of bacteria, whatever that would cause a smell. Oh, well, and, I mean, and then all of a sudden it turned into. Febreze, ocean scent. What's the whole point that there were supposed to be no smell? Well, people wanted to, to smell fresh, Jeremy. People and then they came out with those stupid... I, I shouldn't say stupid because I actually use them because I like them. But, you know, those little uh, scent pox or whatever that you plug in. Oh, yes. The Glade plug-ins, which are highly flammable if they're empty. <laughs> Well, not highly, but they do. They will break. Ugh. Well, good well, to know. But I was, was going to try and transition to actual wrestling, <laughs> since there's no football talk right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, we went from movie to uh, scented soaps. Yeah. So, well, welcome to Stunt Granny Audio uh, 927. <laughs> yes. Um, so we were talking about streaming services and all that, and I, I was telling Chris I actually signed up for TNA Plus. Oh, okay. And, and the same week I signed up for TNA Plus, they fired Scott Demore, <laughs> the guy who's resurrected that thing. And a, and, a, and oh, damn it, I, uh, my notes closed. God damn it. Well, uh, and, I mean, and, and the guy that was helping 
helping him along the way, like trying to get uh, bigger free agents and get a bigger budget to try and grow um, TNA wrestling. Oh, back to it real quick. Uh, yeah. I, well, I know that. Well, you and Chris talked about it a little bit. I feel like, and uh, I know Eric and I did too. It was uh, some. I feel like there is some confirming news out there now that uh, Demore was trying to uh, buy TNA yes. Wrestling from Anthem. Yeah, so what's come out, I was reading today, which I, of course, I closed the wrong browser. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I get all, all the guys' names right, but it's going to be too late. But anyways, the decision was made to get rid of Scott Demore before Hard to Kill even came out. And that was the pay-per-view I actually bought. Uh-oh. For the first time in who knows how long. And it was like their most successful of pay-per-view ever or something, or last 15 years, stuff like that. And I gave it a, I gave it a good review. And, oh, right. But the decision was already made that that was going to happen. And then, so when, when word got out, or Scott Demore figured it or found out, figured it out, whatever, he got investors to buy TNA from Anthem. So it wasn't that he was trying to buy it and then they fired him. It was he was already knew he was going to be gone. So he's like, well, wait a minute. Let me just try and buy this thing from you guys. Uh, it was Ed Norhelm. Oh. Uh, so oh. He was helping Demore? Yeah, yeah. Because who, uh, why does that, that name sounds familiar? Uh, was it old TNA days? No, he was actually an executive with Anthem. So maybe oh. I heard his name when they were buying it originally. Okay. But uh, so basically, like, he was a guy pushing for, like, bigger contracts. Because they did try to sign, like, Will Ospreay, CM Punk. They were they were actually trying to get uh, Adam Shear, uh, Braun Strowman. Oh, okay. And they were going to build for months, like a month or two. And then the whole paper would be built around who was coming or whatever have the big reveal, like, holy shit. But Anthem wouldn't give him extra money for it. And it's like, okay. So basically, this is turning into Anthem has TNA. And they just want it to be what it is. Uh, and there's, a, where's, there's like a positive buzz, positive growth. If people are buying your, your pay-per-view and you go, no, 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 no. We're, we're sticking the course. Well, that doesn't make any sense. It's kind of like Ring of Honor, right? St. Clair never did shit. Um, I can't remember the last time ROH had this kind of buzz. You know what I mean? I, I know that I watched it a lot more than pretty much anyone else that's recorded this podcast in the last, you know, whatever number of years. Um, so, like, I, I, I really held out on, on watching ROH, and, yeah, like, this is the first time in a while someone's had this kind of positive momentum, you know, to maybe be a clear number three? 
Because I guess I did realize what, oh, that uh, my one TV has a free station that's Impact Wrestling TV. Yeah. And they, I don't know if they show the uh, Impacts live, but they. It's all old stuff. Uh, well, no, I saw one on there from, and it might have been at the beginning of February, but was it January show? Really, I have to check that out then, because. Uh, but because it's just on the TV, like it's not something that I could DVR and set up. And like the one episode of Impact that I saw was like starting at four a.m. or something. Oh wow! Okay. You know, like I'm like, okay, clearly not going to be up for this. Oh, interesting, because I've seen that before, too. Um, well, they used yeah. to have an Impact Twitch channel, but it was always old stuff. So it was like, all right, it yeah. was cool for a while. But yeah, the Impact channel I've seen, but I thought it was always old. And you're uh, right. Hey, yeah, if you, because uh, I, I, I guess I just decided to check it out, and I'm like, oh, hold on, there's like the January 4th episode on here? So I was a little bit surprised, but again, it was not on a good time frame. So I'm like, oh yeah. well. well what yeah, are you but it's do? like it. It just it boggles my mind. These big companies, like, all right, we've got something that has growth potential. Mm-hmm. Like highest highest gate, highest earning gate in a while. Highest pay per view buys in a while. I don't know about t- like Impact Plus, you know, subscriptions. I got one out of me for now. Oh, right. The only shows that are up right now are his creative. So, all right. But then after that, I mean, we'll see. I'm not going to jump ship, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, it. it could be okay. It'll be interesting. Like, that's one of those things that I, I think Chris and I might have talked about it, where, like, there isn't one of those clear, like, hey, this could be the next big uh writer guy situation or you know like oh i can see him being the next booker like people have gotten into it over the years like because i'm trying to think what uh i can't think of what delirious's real name is uh from ring of honor yeah i can't either but you know he ends up getting into that type of a situation like it seems like people end up finding themselves there, but it didn't ever seem like... Because even for Triple H, like, I guess did I really expect him to be head of creative, necessarily? Well, no. I mean, one, did anyone ever think we'd see WWE without Vince? Uh, oh, I mean, well, we right. start there, really. But then... You know, you always heard the stories or read the stories about how he was always involved in creative, you know, politicking, if you want. So it kind of, you know, and especially once he and Stephanie got married, you know, it, was, it just seemed like, all right, he's going to be in this business somehow. Yeah. And then they take over NXT and who's working with him but Dusty Rhodes and Jim Ross. So, you know, you always figured he was going to be there in some creative capacity or some capacity, but head no and then and then to think Shawn Michaels is running NXT now <laughs> like wow I mean, uh yeah so like it it, it is kind of wild so like I, I have no idea if this guy taking over 
can, you know, what he can do. I, I feel like if you can understand a story, you can, you know, you can have a good wrestling program, but I, it's just kind of weird. Like wrestling always seems like this, you know, unique thing where you kind of need to be into it to understand the creative aspect of things. Right. And this guy's just the president. I think Tommy Dreamer and oh, I can't I can't remember her name. There's somebody else. It's not Mickey James. She's in OVW, which uh, is a oh. very weird story to me. Yeah, cuz um doesn't she have some a, type okay, of okay. VP position over there? Yeah, VP of female talent or something. It's yeah. like hmm. I mean, uh, I forgot it was Gail Kim. That's the other person. So they're like the creative people now. And then this guy's just the president. But it's like it's like your your usual corporate synergy garbage. Alright, so we're getting rid of this guy that wasn't an anthem board member or an anthem member and you, you're gonna be the president now because you you worked here. I don't know dick all about wrestling. Okay. Like am I getting set up here? Yeah, it's just it's just disappointing. I mean I Obviously, going to try and keep a positive aspect on it, but if you know if that starts slipping in uh, quality, <laughs> peace out. Like, no, uh, oh, my money to watch this. Uh, yeah, because how much time do they have left on uh, the Demore led storylines? I think two, two, One? two weeks. Yeah, I think so. Two episodes. Uh. Yeah. Oof. So, okay. Well, it's uh, it's gonna be found out pretty quickly here. Yeah. Well, I guess the like the one nice thing is you've got a month. You know, he got he got canned pretty quick after. So at least Tommy Dreamer and Gail Kim, you know, they can get. You got a whole month. Yeah. Uh, oh. And, yeah. Oh, did you yeah. see the story about the TNA wrestlers sending a letter to Anthem <laughs> requesting Scott Demore back? <laughs> Uh, yes, I did. That, that, that is also a new development. Uh, you know, I'm not surprised. I mean, you had uh, Jordan Grace, who was just on WWE a pay-per-view and looking good in said pay-per-view. Um, you know, tweeting out her support for Scott Demore, like, Obviously, he was very, very highly thought of by uh, the wrestlers there. You know, like, she was just one of, at least, I feel like it was many, but at least a couple of the bigger names, because I'm trying to think of the guy that said something uh, really positive uh, about... Huh? Oh, Moose. He would not have resigned if it wasn't for him. Yeah. So, like, when b- two, both of your champions uh, are, are like, hey, we really like this guy, it, I mean, that kind of a letter almost seems like a foregone conclusion, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know if it'll change the situation, uh, quite frankly, but... Okay, so, I, I guess I just don't understand what Anthem's doing. Because they're talking about like you know using using the entertainment division synergy and getting the TNA stars out there. Well, why wasn't this offered before? You know, if you want to put them under a different umbrella, fine. 
Like I'm, I'm sure Scott Demore is not going to hold people back from getting their name out there, or Jordan Grace wouldn't have been in the Royal Rumble. No, you know, uh, so yeah, it does. It doesn't make any sense. But it's like, why would you have a company where you want to stifle their growth? Isn't that the goal of any company is to grow? I mean, <laughs> profits at the least, revenue. Oh, revenue, oh right. You know. So, and then also for like a talent, you're in a company where you go, they don't ever want to expand. Uh, so that means my money's not going to go up. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's got to be one of those ones where uh, someone like Grace has just got to go, you know, I guess you're either happy making what you're making and not having to deal with the WWE bullshit. Um, because, I mean, there still is, like, I obviously think it's a lot better under Triple H, but if you've still got to fight through a lot to get those championship matches. Yeah, and but, but again, like someone like Chelsea Green, she's always said, like I've watched some interviews with her, it's not about any of that. It's about the people connecting, and that's where you get all your money from. No, so oh. your name's out there. It's like, yeah, I mean, she's right. So, oh, but it's like if you can't get your name out there, and then like, all right, you transcend your company somehow. Like Jordan Grace, right now, it's kind of died off, but she transcended TNA. So TNA should be like, all right, we got to keep this woman. Our oh. name, like you, your female champion, your knockouts champion was just on WWE's biggest revenue pay-per-view outside of a WrestleMania. The most watched PLE on Peacock. It's all over YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, everything. And your decision is, well, let's not capitalize on this. <laughs> and we're just going to make sure that our company stays the same size. Yeah. I, I just, you know, it's, I was told before, to make money, you got to spend money. Well, I, 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 it's before. just, yeah, it's just not a good look. Like, any way you try to slice it, it's just not, like you said, like, this is, I mean, I was on the verge of, you know, maybe trying to watch them more consistently. If for the first time in a while, because it just, it seemed like not... For a long time, because it was, it seemed like it was just the women's division that I was interested in. Yeah, that's very fair. Yes. Um, it's just like, well, that's a lot of other division that I don't care about. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. like, and I mean, really I even do like sports. we we kind of talk about it a little bit, and I guess I realized because I was getting the five years ago. Uh, things was when I went to Las Vegas and saw TNA live and it's just like I, I kind of felt that way at that time too where you know it's just like okay this is a one division kind of promotion yeah. and that's you know you need a little more uh, than that to, to pull me in yeah, no, that, yeah, and it, it did seem like they've kind of gotten to that here now. Like, because I do like 
feel like Austin Ace has been around for a while. Chris Bay is really good. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. Well, uh, you know, I guess I did enjoy Moose when I saw him in ROH and some of the time that he's been in Impact slash TNA. He's improved. It's He's transformed his body, too, if you haven't seen him. He's oh. ripped. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Good for him. Know, yeah, it, yeah. You need to learn his secret. So, <laughs> you know, take care of yourself. Whatever. But, yeah, like, there's plenty of people, and they bring in some people. You have no idea who the hell they are. But that's how you got to grow, too. And, and not like, I don't know who the hell these people are in an NWA sort of way. Oh. But, you know, uh, yeah, just, yeah, that's I- the breaks. Uh, yeah, there's still a better landing spot than pretty much anywhere, you know, not named AEW or WWE. Yeah, and that and that's the thing, is maybe they're hoping to get people for cheap. You know, hey, you're down on your luck, you want to keep wrestling here, we can give you this amount of money. But it's like, if you're a bigger company, you can offer more money so you can make more money. So that people, like, the, the whole thing with Steve Macklin and Nick Nemeth. And Steve Macklin's going to go, no one's going to ask, no one's going to remember Nick Nemeth. They're just going to ask whatever happened to Dolph Ziggler. And everyone's like, oh. It's like, yeah, that is a rough line. But that's also an indictment of your company. To where you should be plastering him all over the place. But yet, you don't have, like, the promotion for it. For whatever reason. Because you're on Access TV. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. I, know you own this, I know you own it, but if if the rumors were true that the NWA was talking to CW about carrying the NWA on CW, what are you doing wrong that you can't get your promotion on there? The NWA films in front of 50 people. I mean, come on. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, you know. Yeah. There are a lot of easily accessible outlets out there that are not, you know, like super popular that you could find yourself on. And somehow they haven't. Mm -hmm. They haven't done that. Yeah. I mean, do you think CW is going to break the bank for NWA? No. But they're going to pay you, which, by the way, you're on Access TV. It's your it's your station, so they're probably not giving you money. I wouldn't think if you own the goddamn network that your own original programming is going to be paying rates fees to be on your, you know, or you're not paying them to be on there. So it's just disheartening. Like, yeah, come on, because. I'm not saying AEW is ripe for the taking because they're not. Uh, no, unless the cons decide to pull their money, uh, that thing can keep on rolling. Yeah, yeah well, unless like Time Warner does, or maybe it goes to that super sports app that's supposedly coming out. Oh, which is just. Wow, that's pretty nuts if it does actually happen. So, uh, I guess in a lot of ways, I don't complete. Like, I'm like, if they're 
gonna still be on my YouTube TV. I don't care. Well, it's I guess it's like combining. I mean, unless they're just getting ready to go straight streaming, but it's like you know ESPN Plus. I don't have, but I've heard it's garbage because you don't even get to watch the regular network ESPNs. So why do I have this thing? Uh, so that I can watch hockey. I was gonna say there is that. Uh, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that is, uh, oh boy, these last couple of seasons have, uh, have been rough on the old Penguins fans, uh, here. Yeah, well. So, uh, and, uh, you know, there are not great times ahead. But hey, you know what, Yager, his jersey's finally being retired, so... God damn, it's about time. Cheers cheers to that. Uh, He's been out of the NHL for 10 years now? Uh, out of the NHL? No, I guess not. Like six years or something like that? Okay, yeah, that sounds better, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah cause he played until he was like in his mid to late 40s. And then went over to Russia until he was in his 60s, right? Uh, no, <laughs> he went back and bought a team in... Uh, the Czech Republic and played on that team. Thank you very much. <laughs> so cool. Come on, sorry. Like get this, cool. get the story right at least. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, he was at the age of fifty-two. I believe he did suit up for a game for his team. Gordy Howe played what fifties? Didn't he play a game in his sixties? I believe so. Because he could play with all his sons. Which is like, you know, it's a gimmick, but whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, every everyone knows what's going on here. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the sports app though. I, I guess I what my worry is with TKO. Peacock ends in 2026, I believe. I'm hoping it doesn't go to this app, and then we're going to have to start paying for WWE pay-per-views again, because that's just not going to happen. I'm not spending 50 bucks a month for these things. You know? Uh, Yeah, that is definitely... It's kind of funny, even though I could afford it, I, that is definitely one of those unattractive things about the UFC still. I'm like, hold on, you guys have a deal on an app, but I still got to pay like now like 70 or $80 for one of these things? Yeah, it's $80. Like, like, I'm like, what? No. Like, how, how about no? Like, yeah, that's, I, that's crazy. <laughs> like, that's my entire cable bill, guys. Yeah. And then especially with WWE, especially, they've been giving away for free. That's hard. It's a hard genie to put back in the bottle. Like, UFC never gave their pay-per-views away for free. So you always had to pay something, you know? Uh, oh, yeah. But it is a worry. But we'll see. Because you know, <laughs> especially when I'm going to Netflix, if it's on Netflix, that's fine. Uh, yeah, and it's, uh, still one of those wild things, uh, that, uh, 2026, not that far away. Um. No shit, man, it's already the middle of, past the middle of February. That's nuts. 
2024. That's uh, how time works. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Speaking of time, uh, have we have we spent enough time not on AEW and or uh, NXT? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was I was wrapped up with that. That's fine. <laughs> um, which one do you want to start with? I didn't see a lot of AEW. The show was okay from what I saw, but I was just kind of bored. Like, uh, uh, there were a couple the of shows. Awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, there were a couple of standout moments. Uh, Samoa Joe being awesome is uh, unsurprising at best. Yeah, I just love how he said, I'm just going to beat, I'm just going to beat up both of you. That's how it's going to be. And just walks off. Like, <laughs> okay, here we go. Like, cool. But yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, so that one was a good one. Uh, Darby Allen really, uh, really liked what uh, he did. Uh, you know, his uh, scathing review of the Young Bucks. And honestly, the Young Bucks, interesting characters for the first time in AEW history, I think. Have you noticed that their beards change every week? It's slowly like they came back with beards, then they came back with goatees. Now they just came back with soul patches, yeah. and it's like, is next week gonna be clean shaven, or was that for the pay per view? Oh man, I hope the, the soul patch is so douchey that I hope that they just keep the soul patch. Yeah, it's like I was telling Chris, like I, I really enjoy heel characters. I don't really take them that seriously, but I enjoy them. That I'm not scared of at all. Like, I know I could take both of those guys. So, it's like, alright, it makes them worse to me. Like, yeah, god, these, I guess that's the point, too. Like, yeah, I can, I can win both of these guys. And here they are, like, acting tough. Like, I guess that's the whole point. But. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're being super annoying. And, uh fake tough guy right now and I uh, I applaud them for it I don't mind it um, the whole finding thing and like yeah. it's funny if they do it or it's fine if they do it but then like Taz is like oh it's backstage we're gonna find me it's like ugh just stop and I, I get that it's the story like I, I, I don't have much to say about Darby Allen because I don't remember it I know he talked, but that's about all. You know, I didn't really remember too much what he said. So, yeah, he just know. accused I... them of forgetting the mission statement of AEW, and uh, of course he dropped the Cody believed in me and you guys didn't. Uh, Why the hell would he say that? Like he's not in your company. Like next day on the Cody A. Like, well, of course he didn't say uh, ODK, um, yeah. but uh, he, he he said another EVP believed in me, and it wasn't Kenny Omega. Oh, Jesus. That's a little Kenny Omega reference for the first time in a while, since who knows when he's coming back. Uh, yeah, that one still seems to be very much up in the air. Yeah, especially when they said it was life-threatening. I'm like, damn, dude. But, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I I did like this. All right. 
So I, I really can't comment too much on that because I didn't see I don't remember it. And that's that was kind of my point. Like, my problem with the show is stuff happened. And then it ended. Like, Edge, oh, sorry, Adam Copeland and Daniel Garcia went for a while. And then disqualification or interference. Uh, yeah. And then they hit Edge again with the hit. Like, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I just is, assume that uh, the old uh, Adam Copeland has another acting job that he needs to head to, and uh, Concerto, easiest way to count him out for a couple of months. Yes, which is fine. You should be taking, like, if that is that happens, that's exactly what should happen. Like, peace out, brother. You gotta go somewhere else for a while. Uh, yeah. Exactly what should happen, so. Uh, yes. Um. But it's also on a show, like, it, I, I, I enjoy the main event with Taven and Orange Cassidy. Uh, I'm not exactly a Matt Taven hater. I mean, I'm not a huge fan. I don't really care. But it was like, all right, this is pretty good. And that suicide dive he did over the top rope and almost destroyed himself on the table. I was like, calm down, brother. Damn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he really, uh, the one reason I guess I didn't like the main event was, it is one of those simple, hold on, why did we get to this point? Like, why do we have a Texas death match for this match? Yeah, because they, yeah, I, I thought so. Because they attacked him. Uh, so, I mean, that was my main issue with, uh, with the match. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was enjoyable. That move was fucking crazy. Uh, I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, I, 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 he really just really went for it. And then it's like, I didn't mind like the the goofy gimmick stuff with like you know the box of hearts from Chuck E. T. That was actually tax. Oh. I didn't mind that. Yeah, I mean, you've got to have that stuff when you're uh, doing a show on yeah. Valentine's Day. You don't have to. But <sighs> you know. At least you made it somewhat creative. And it also, when did they establish this was a Texas tornado? Like, was it earlier in the day or in the week or something? I don't know. So it's like, how are, like, how do you get them there? And I'm guessing Tree, you can say you just say Trent put him under there. But, you know, I, for what it was supposed to be, but it's also like, all right, you got the Undisputed Kingdom losing a match already. Oh. You're, like, I've never understood why you make a big, bad, like, new faction. And you, you have them, like, it doesn't matter if it's one or all of them. How do I take you seriously if you lose? Oh, you're the big badasses. All right, Wardlow's not losing, but he's also powerbombing guys that weigh 50 pounds. Like, even the crowd's totally dead for him. Like, oh, okay. I'm just going to powerbomb Alex Smith. This week, it's John Smith. Next week, it's John Alex. Like, yeah. That guy is... Uh, I don't know if he's been irreparably harmed. But uh, boy, that uh, that time when Wardlow was hot seems very, very long ago at this point. 
say this every time with AEW, but yeah, it seems like eons ago that a lot of people were hot. And one took place in a segment backstage that makes the whole storyline makes no sense anyways. But the guns and the acclaimed, they're all buddy buddies. And like even the guns are putting up with their dad. Up with them, and I'm like, "What's going on here?" Like Jay White, Jay White chose AEW over WWE, and going back to New Japan to be stuck in 12 man tag team matches on was it Rampage or Collision? Or was it next week? Like, you're getting your money, so fine. But that's Uh... not what he wants. Uh, yeah, that's been to me one of the funny aspects of the people still trying to pretend like AEW is better than WWE. Oh yeah, that's uh, you know it's just like they're like, hey, they got Jay White as a free agent, and the WWE didn't. What does that say? And I'm like. Yeah, he's in a completely useless faction right now. Yes. Like yeah. He's undefeated and hot and hot and hot, and then he loses the Continental Classic, and then he's in six-man, like, titles that never get defended, by the way. Uh, we, well, yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I mentioned it before, but it's just a bizarre situation to have... Uh, two sets of trios champions in the same faction, but one's ROH and one's A- AEW. Yeah, like if they were going to unify them or something. I mean, I know that's like them having to go after each other, but yeah, I, it's they're six man tags. Who cares? Trios, who cares? Yeah, but and I mean, just... Witch Mahicket is just not coming after them, too. Uh, Undisputed Era, yeah, that's what it yeah. is, right? It, yeah, is not no, coming after the Bang Bang Scissor Gang, and the Bang Bang Scissor Gang isn't going after them either, because clearly it's not going to be a fair fight, and uh, yeah, Undisputed Era is just in... Yeah, like Wardlow's featured but not doing anything. And it is kind of wild where Orange Cassidy is really just mocking Roderick Strong this whole time. Which sucks is that Roderick's going to beat him most likely. So. Yeah, that could happen. Yeah. Because it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. If he loses to Orange Cassidy, well, that, this faction sucks. <laughs> like, they are dead in the water if he loses. They, you know, uh, especially due to the fact that their main leader is still out at least another month. I don't even know how long he's going to be gone. We have both worked on, right? Didn't he have? Oh no, no, no! That was no. Mega. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's just the one ankle, but evidently, since it was shattered to smithereens, yeah. Well, remember taking... when Adam Cole used to be over too? 
Now he just comes out in the wheelchair and nothing happens. Like, it's... Uh, yeah. It's just... That's the story of this league. Like, I'm I'm dreading to see what happens to Swerve and, and Adam Page after this. If one of them wins, fine. You know? Oh. But if one does, if they don't, is it back to the, like, you know, back to being gone? Because, look, even hey, Adam Page, he's been cooled off until this, you know, they restarted this stuff with him and uh, Swerve. He was doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah, both of them have come off hot, and they I guess they keep on going against each other because they're hot, uh, but at some point that doesn't do anyone favors, you know, yeah. like someone's got to go over and someone's got to become champ, Yeah, and as much as I love Samoa Joe as champ, one of the other upsides of Samoa Joe as champ is you can have him lose to someone on your roster that really needs it and yeah pick one of these two guys uh and it feels like swerve is the you know you can still say that adam page is a former champion so i feel like he can get a w again and become champion you know a two-time champion at some juncture but uh this really feels like uh swerve's time to uh, to really capitalize on this situation, I don't know, man. I, I really have no idea what they're going to do here because Joe's oh. title reign's been what hook. Uh, oh well, in a three in a three way match, I don't think it's going to happen. I guess I just okay. feel like if there's going to be a new champion, uh, it feels like it should be uh, him and not. Uh, it, it should be Swerve and not Page. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. But, I mean, what happens, like, Joe beats one of them, and it's like, well, here we go again. Like, And I know that the excuse can be built in, well, you didn't pin me, you know, whatever. But oh, I, I, don't, right. I don't know, um, you know, the things that are working for me are surprising, and the things that don't are just sad. <laughs> like, oh. dude, we talk about all the time. Like, their attendance is down. The crowds are barely into it. Last night seemed okay in spots. But... Uh, it did seem like one of the better... <laughs> better venues. Like, I feel like they're at least... Maybe stabilizing in the... 3,000 arena area well that was the heap center in dallas wasn't it uh san antonio oh oh it was in dallas all right never mind no i forget where it, i i can't remember the the exact venue that it was at um but i don't know it, it was three to five thousand like that was not a big place but that was no. more of what their tickets sales are matching currently like hey yeah, I, I've kind of mentioned it before. Like, I don't know if Columbus has a good spot for AEW right now. They're just gonna have to put it in those, uh, you know, arenas like, that won't sell. You know, and yeah, like lock it all off. They're perfect for uh, like uh, 
college hockey venues, uh, well, most of them at least, uh, Ohio State being an exception, of course, um, since they're a full, full ass arena. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, but, yeah. Oh, so the, one yeah. of the things that did work, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying how it works, is Stokely Hathaway with Statlander and Willow Nightingale. <laughs> um, now, Sky Blue shouldn't be losing because she's, like, just recently turned heel. And she's supposed to be, you know, it's like, whatever. But the way she lost with Stokely... <laughs> Distracting the referee for the good the good guy, that kind of made me laugh because you know it's going to blow up on him. Uh, yes, eventually this is not going to backfire. What made it even funnier though was her reaction to go. So she's just going to lay there, like she's just laying there with her barely covering her the whole time. I'm like, what? <laughs> she was barely covered. All she had to do is go foom, just, you know, flick old sky blue off of her, but it's, it's just eight. Uh, oh, you were waiting for Willow to do something while the pin was happening? Yeah, like for like her her take was, why is she just laying there? Like I know, just let it go. Well, wasn't she but, supposed to be knocked out though for the most part? No, no, Julia or uh, Sky Blue just. Like did a sunset flip and like turned her over or something. She wasn't knocked out at all. I don't think. Uh, oh, okay. I don't really Just, remember the match very well, but yeah. I feel I like they were at least in a decent, decent point to try and pull that off. Yeah, but I like the angle of it because Stokely's just fun. So, uh, yeah. Well, he seems better. Like. It's been weird that uh, he's been one of those guys that there was a lot of lore about him. Uh, He does not seem to be able to catch any traction in either of the main federations. You know, like he kind of did a couple of things with MJF and then that kind of went by the way. Yeah, the firm. And then, uh, you know, he took his people and then turned on MJF. It seemed like that might be something, and then that didn't really take off. And uh, I feel like it reformed again. And <sighs> yeah, it it's it's kind of weird. Like he he can be super entertaining on uh, online. There, uh, it just never yeah. seems to completely manifest itself on TV, though. Yeah, I, it's. I do think that this pairing with him and Willow and Statlander. Could like to me, it's more of it can be more of a comedy thing if they want it to be that. Yeah, which is like this: this Chris Statlander need to be in a comedy act. She was a badass that beats Jay Cargill finally, <laughs> that beats her again, and then loses the title and is doing nothing, and then Soakley comes along. And that's the only reason we're talking about her. You know, <sighs> it's 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 yeah. There we go. Yeah. There's another one. And they're like making the most out of this. It's so funny that Stokely's like going after Chris Statlander. <laughs> it's like, what an oddball thing. Yeah, it's if you yeah. get if you get anywhere in AEW, you're getting screwed. You are getting pushed down as soon as they're done. Like no one remains hot. Maybe John Moxley. Maybe. 
Uh, yeah, he has remained hot. I'd like some of the top guys have. I mean, I still feel like Darby is fairly hot. Yes. Um, Moxley, yes. I'd say Orange Cassidy was hot as hell. <sighs> they cooled him off bad. Yeah, like as much as that main event was, a, I as much as I did enjoy it, I was still just like, okay, like this doesn't feel like the you know, the Orange Cassidy win of, you know, even a year ago. I don't know if that's exactly when he was defending his first reign or if it was a little bit later in the year, but whatever. You know, like, I, at some point, I really looked forward to him being in the main event. And this one, like, even though it was enjoyable, I was still just kind of like, well, yeah, like, he's not going to lose the belt. Uh, I never thought for it. Well, no. Especially when Roderick Strong has a title shot. Like, a revolution. Right, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I, I cut my own thought off. Um, so, last night was for the title? Or was it just a grudge match? Because if it was just a grudge, why the hell did Orange Cassidy win? No, I think it was for the championship. Alright. Then why the hell is it for the championship? When... Roderick Strong is going for it. The guy who's in your own faction, your own group. Oh, no. Okay, it does just say it's, it was just a Texas death match. Okay. Then why the hell would you have Orange Cassidy win when you can have Matt Taven beat him and show that he's vulnerable? That, you know, the, the undisputed kingdom is so vicious, you know? <sighs> so it, it's yeah. just, it's always it's always questionable, and then it's just honestly it's the same shit I say all the time. It's redundant. AEW is just TNA with a budget in different letters. It's that whole let's just throw shit out there for no reason and hope it gets better. I I guess it worked in the ratings because they did a high a high number. All right, well, there are still tickets available for your pay-per-view, and not resales. Resale prices are hilarious for that, by the way, because it's just down in Greensboro. Oh. And, like, resale, they've got some, and they want $250 for them. I'm like, get the hell out of here. Uh, You don't care about Sting's last match that much? No, I don't care at all. There's literally nothing on this pay-per-view that would make me buy it. And I love Samoa Joe. I love Swerve. I like Hangman Page. I don't care. Like they're, they're all tied up in one batch. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it is. It is. I'm just putting that flag out there. Never forget. Absolutely <laughs> not. I have not uh, forgotten. All in or all out, whatever the goddamn show was called. I don't care. There's no chance they're getting my money. So. Uh well, uh, they, uh, I, I I might drop the pay per view cost on it. Uh, definitely not worrying about the resale ticket cost. Money. For for <laughs> sure, because that's just silly talk. Yeah, I mean, there are tickets available for like twenty five bucks, I think, or fifty bucks each. Oh, like, okay. No, I'm not going in person either. Like God, like oh, and like genius booking. Takesha is fighting Will Osprey. And then the excuse was, well, sometimes, yeah. you know, my dad would make me and my brother fight. 
And all Will Ospreay has to do is go, I'm not your kid. Like, what are we doing? Uh, uh, well, yeah. Why Takeshita is just like, okay, yeah, this is a great idea. Yeah, just with his uh, blank expression just, doing nothing. Stands there. Shouldn't I be fighting for a championship? I'm like 12-0 and 0 this year. Yeah. Why am I fighting someone else in my own faction? Yeah, why am I fighting someone in my own faction in his uh, return match to AEW? Like, what? Yeah. And and now news that, like, Okada may have signed with AEW. Look, I don't think he was a good fit for WWE because of the audience. But that ain't going to help matters either. It's like AW just they they have not gotten out there and grasped any casual fans. This is the same people who want to see this stuff. There's nothing. There's no one new. So bringing in people that people already watch isn't really going to bring in a more of an audience. That's like the whole uh, Mercedes Monet. They're making a big deal out of that. Well. I would I would challenge the relevancy, the popularity, and celebrity of Sasha Banks. Like, okay, uh, the, yeah, their women's division is still something of a disaster. Yeah, I mean, even outside of that, though, like, listen, people know who Charlotte Flair is. Like, regular people know that. Regular people know who Becky Lynch is. Regular people don't know who Mercedes Monet is. So I guess I don't I don't see how that signing is gonna help to sell tickets to an audience that's not there. I'm not sure either. Yeah, like yeah, they're gonna sell tickets to the audience that's already there. And I mean, that unfortunately seems like their MO. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's, it's selling to the choir, if you will, instead of preaching. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. They're signing to the choir. Yeah. Like, Oh, do you like this person? Yo, yeah. I love watching them. They're going to be on the show. Awesome, I already watched your show. That doesn't help. That doesn't help at all. You want to get the person standing next to them going, no, I don't know who that is. Oh, these be Sasha Banks in WWE. Oh, she still wrestles? Oh, all right, I'll check your show out. That's what helps. But that's, like, I don't, I do not believe she has that star power to where regular people, like, as much as we all love Trinity, or, you know, Naomi now. Right. Her leaving, that was to come back. Like, she didn't sell to, like, a mass audience. To where, like, like hate to say it, but, like, a Logan Paul. He would. He pulls in new viewers. We don't really, we don't really know who the hell he was. But, you know. Oh. He's not his outside celebrity. Right. Yeah. People like that. Bad Bunny. Johnny Knoxville. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Knoxville for sure. Bad Bunny is still the one. I was like, who the hell is this guy? And 
then you discover who he is, and it's like, oh boy. And then that guy, like, bringing wrestling all over. He was wearing, I mean, he had the, he had a flag, a suit, everything with wrestling on it. So, uh, yeah, even, because did he wear win a championship for a moment? No, no, he never won. Oh, okay. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yes, he did. He did the uh, 24-7 title. 20, yeah. Yes. So right. he had the 24-7 title. It's just like, hey. It's WWE yes. branded, like what the, <laughs> like one of the largest music music stars in the world is is just sporting a casually sporting a WWE championship yeah. because what the fuck I love wrestling. Yeah, yeah, that dude. I got nothing bad to say about. I don't like his music. I guess that's bad to say about him. But he came in and he he busted ass. So. Yeah, that Puerto uh, Rico show, dude. Jesus Christ, that was crazy. That should have been the main event too. So. Yep. But I guess we need to. Oh, need to move into NXT though. Yeah. Um, another up and down show. I enjoyed what I enjoyed, and I just went eh, to the rest of it. Like <laughs> Chase, you coming back, dropping motherfucker left and right again, just <laughs> made me happy. <laughs> JC fucking Jane. JC motherfucking Jane. Like, <laughs> why is he still disheveled? Uh, you would have thought he would have gotten his stuff back. Maybe now that the Riz has been paid off, uh, <laughs> we can uh, get uh, Andre Chase back to normal here and That's not be so, uh, so freaked out. Because, yeah, I mean, that was the, the, the final final phase here uh at least of stage one like i feel like something else needs to happen at the university yeah well i mean they're the ones challenging supposedly i guess the wolf dogs now um oh man yeah it was a uh terrible night for the family my uh fellow paisans uh, had a terrible night yeah i'm wondering if they're going up I mean, they both lost and lost clean. <laughs> that that was honestly the first thing out of my mind was I'm like, oh, are they going up as a threesome to the main roster? Well, she has to go with them. Is this gonna be awkward when she suddenly loses her fake Italian accent? Oh my god, <laughs> it's so terrible. Do you remember uh, Dana Carvey? You know, playing Garth. Yes. You know how he said doing the Garth face gave him like. Uh, facial paralysis or something like that after a while. Oh my god, no, I don't remember hearing yeah, this. Yeah, he was talking about, he was like, not atrophy. What's the other thing that starts with an A? It just hurts your joints. Oh. The joint stuff. I don't know. Arthritis. Oh, arth. It's like an oh. arthritis of the jaw and stuff. Something like that. And it all stemmed from doing the Garth face. This poor girl, I guarantee, she keeps doing that Rizzo voice. That face is not gonna, I mean, it is so over the top. Uh, I mean, that's another one where I'm just like, uh, they keep, they always end up listing what these people did in college now, and they're, they're just like, oh yeah, five time track All American. I'm just like, huh? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what is, what mutants have you? Have you brought into this thing? 
And it, and honestly, I like that match with her and Jada Parker enjoyed the hell out of it. Like that's one of those. I guess I'm not expecting that much because they all seem relatively new. But yeah, you yeah. know they they did the basics well for the most part. Like they 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 didn't have them go outside the box. Like they did what they were supposed to do. It looked good. I'm like. Man, these two can both look really good in the future here. Like, I like all of this involved right now. Yeah, it's like, I wonder how long they're, like, sitting on some of these people in developmental. Oh, before they actually get on TV. Yeah, yeah. And, like, because, like, what's her name? Jada Parker? Jada Parker, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, where did she just come from? (laughs) Yeah. uh, How long has she been standing in the locker room scenes where, like, who are all these women? I mean, I have kind of liked that slow that they've been introducing some of the background women into more of the action. And then that's the other wild thing is that there are still even more backup women when they've introduced just a metric shit ton of new women to start with. Yeah. I mean, it's the, like, the, okay, the Riz like, and Jada Parker are fairly new, and there are still, like, three new random women in the locker room when Roxanne Perez slaps. It wasn't Tatum Paxley. I'm trying to think of who it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, I can't remember now. Uh, yeah, doesn't completely matter. They're going to have a match next week, but... Uh, <laughs> But it's one of the newer women. But again, they still had new background women. It's just like, oh my gosh. Like, they have so many talented women down there. It is obscene. Yeah, and it's like Tiffany Stratton leaving good. Opens up a spot that's, you know, that she clearly was too big for. I mean, as soon as she lost to Becky Lynch, it was like she's leaving, right? Like this is this is, didn't make any sense if she stuck around. Oh, um, yeah. But it's like going to like the women standing around again. If it was the guys, it'd be the same thing. Like, who are all these people? <laughs> and like, even like out the mud or OTM, where'd they come from? They show up, and all of a sudden they get a tag shot like a month later. Like, huh? But oh. Yeah, that 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 happened a little too quick uh, for them. It's also very weird that they're a tag team with a manager and a female sidekick. Uh, Oh, whatever. I guess she's not a sidekick; she's a wrestler. But yeah, you know. And now we're seeing it with the with the uh, hurt business two point oh. Oh yeah, that was one where I saw it on SmackDown. I'm like. Who the and I'm like, oh shit, that's right. Beef Hab joined them. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, it's. But all right, so the whole opening just cracked me up. Von Wagner and Robert Stone attacking the guys, getting a massage, <laughs> and then they lose the match. Oh, like, what? Like what AEW booking is this? All right, now, you guys ready? Okay, we're like, no. We got attacked backstage. This is worse than AEW. We got attacked backstage. 
yes. While they were warming up for the match. Evidently, they were unawares uh, that their match was up first. Because it did seem like the referee was ready for the match, quite frankly. Metaphor uh, seemed to be taking some uh, meta what? Well, it's funny because like metaphors all over the place. I don't take them seriously at all. But they keep winning. <laughs> Even Last Legend, like... It's one of those, it's one of those to me, like, um, what is it, like, mystery pushes or, uh, not mystery, I can't think of the right word, I just lost it actually, but like, inco- or incomprehensible, are these guys are winning, huh? I mean, okay. And they keep on winning and they keep on not really going anywhere. Exactly. Yeah, like nothing. It doesn't mean anything. Like, who the hell? Ca- Why does anyone care about this Heritage Cup? Because everyone lusts after it. I, that's what's helped, quite frankly. You know, Von Wagner lusts after it. The whole, I don't know why right now, the, the no quarter catch crew is uh, lusting over it. You have four new challengers there if you want to do that. Oh, so I went to SmackDown last week, and Gable Stevenson wrestled in a dark match. Oh, and why did I think he was out? That's what ever like the guy like we didn't have smart fans around us, but the guy sitting next to us, he knew who he was, and he goes, "I thought he went back to college," and I'm like, "Yeah, I thought he quit too." Like, no, he was out there. Interesting. He beat, beat Cedric. But uh, as long as I say that is, his brother is in the oh, no yeah. quarter catch. Jesus Christ! So it's a like it's catchy, but also like I'm like it's still too long, guys. Oh, it's definitely too long. And you can't even like you can't use an acronym either. At least like you know British Combat Club or Blackpool Combat Club is BCC. Uh, yeah, that please. that fourth letter uh, really makes it unwieldy. It's kind of funny. Unless you can make it into a fun acronym with four letters, uh, it's it's a tough yeah. sell. Yeah, but yeah, so it's I, I don't know. I just I don't. I guess I like I like Noam Dar. I, I like the it's... group. It's the this weird Scooby Doo mix of characters. Yes. I really like their entrance when all four of them come out. I think that's really cool, actually. But yeah, it has, it has nothing to do with in ring either. Norm Dar's pretty good. I just I don't know. It's just something doesn't click. I don't take it seriously, and then they win, and I still don't take it seriously. Like okay, whatever. Uh, yeah, that's my only problem is I don't take them seriously, but I have realized that uh, they've been piling up some W's. So uh, good for them. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Lash Legend, another one, goddamn Amazon, uh, in the, in the nicest possible ways. Yeah. That's another tall, she's a basketball player, right? Uh, yeah, she was a basketball player and it's just like, good Lord. Cause I mean, they have, because they've had her wrestle some of the other women recently, it's like, wow, 
Like, you see that she's, like, a foot taller than them. It's like, a damn woman. Because, <laughs> uh, who was it? Oh, because her and Jakar, it was last week uh, that you and I didn't talk about. It, but it was her and Jakara Jackson against Fallon Henley and uh, who's Fallon's new buddy? Uh, Renly Stevens? Sounds about right. <laughs> okay. I feel like Renly's correct. I'm a little bit concerned about the last name. It's Brinley for sure. Oh, maybe. Okay. Brinley. Okay. So, yeah. Um. Anywho, uh, she towered above both of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just like, good lord. So the, I think that's when I was not that I hadn't noticed before that she was she was pretty tall, but that was there was a real stark difference uh, last week when they wrestled. Yeah, and then, then we got the Laya Valkyra and Tatum Paxley Shotzi, who unfortunately hurt her knee, so that match doesn't really go off next week. Uh, yeah, that's I was just like woof. Well, we already have uh, news on this since, and that was one of those uh, short clips on, uh, I believe, Instagram that uh, the WWE put out. Maybe it's just YouTube uh, with uh, Nick Aldis saying that Shotzi was out due to yes. injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that was just yesterday. So yeah, and, and re- uh, replaced with all yeah, the Brindley Reese. That's it. Ugh. Yeah, because she lost to Kiana James this week. That's right. Who's kind of a forgotten person right now, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, she's kind of gotten a little lost in the shuffle. Yeah, but... Yeah, and then... I was trying to think, like... I know I'm missing some other stuff, but the main event... I didn't expect that ending. And when they won the titles, I was like, wow. Like, okay. And then you see, like, Baron Corbin looked legitimately happy. Which was, they said it had been six years since he had held any title in WWE. Yeah. Six years? (laughs) I I mean, Baron Corbin has turned into, and I mean, both since you and I talk about NXT more than anyone else on this podcast. Um, Baron Corbin has really turned the corner. You know, like, I, when he was on the main roster, like, there was still some times I'm like, why is this guy up here? Like, the Lucky Corbin stuff was a lot of fun. <coughs> the post uh, Lucky Corbin stuff, not so fun and just kind of a drag. Uh, but they've just, he's finally found a good character fit for him. You know, yeah. like, even if it's just being an asshole, great. Like, it, this is working for you. Like, the, you know, this is only benefiting your entire career. Yeah. And like, my thing, though, is it's with him now, it's really the physique. Like, they keep showing those old photos of him. <laughs> and he had some muscle on him. It wasn't fat. It was muscle. And it's not there anymore. 
I I can't believe how small he is now. Yeah. It's wild. Injury going on here that you can't lift? It's very strange. Uh it 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 is really, really wild. Because I mean he hasn't gotten he doesn't have abs. So I mean there's that part, but he's also like the lightest he's ever been. And I mean, it looks like he still at least hits some weights because his arms aren't just completely flabby. But also, I think that's one of those things where so many of the people in wrestling are hitting the gym. It's always weird when you see something that isn't like just completely ripped craziness. Yeah. I, I and I guess that's what some of it comes down to, because uh, yeah, like I, it, it's weird. Like he looks better in a lot of ways because he doesn't. I I always felt like he just kind of had a gut, but now he doesn't. So I mean that part's good, but also his upper body doesn't doesn't look like he's doing the upper body that he used to. No, at all. And that's why I keep asking. So like it's, injured. It, it, there's this weird thing going on uh, with him that is uh, I, I can't I don't completely have an explanation for. Yeah, it's that's really bizarre to me because it's really <laughs> the opposite of whatever happens. You go to NXT, you come out with abs. That's how it works. <laughs> you come out jacked with abs. I mean, look look at look at the body transformation of Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. I mean, even someone, I was just like, Kiana James match. I'm just like, good, good, like, I don't think she was ever fat by any means, but I'm like, that woman is just insanely ripped right now. Yeah. I mean, I I guess it's getting on stand and deliver season for them, you know, know, WrestleMania gag, but... You know, yeah, so, I mean, I do think that because there's situations like that, it's always weird when there's another situation going on, like a Baron Corbin, like, just because there's such a contrast on one show. Yeah, I mean, and and not to, like, rag just on Baron Corbin, this is NXT, Sami Zayn's another one. And I know he's, like, had the shoulder problems and all that, but... Seeing him in person, like he, that that match from Friday with him and Randy Orton, Randy Orton, I mean, he's a monster anyways now. <laughs> but he, I mean, he made Sammy look bad. And like, all right, when Sammy was the bad guy, he was kind of unkempt and all that. It was supposed to be annoying. He even said this is all on purpose. Well, now he's a good guy, and it's like, all right, let's start trimming, like, you know, getting your trim on or something. So... Oh no! Unless that's what they want. Kept the he's kept the crazy vibes. Yeah, but yeah, and it's just strange. But it was like I did not expect the family to lose. Oh, I guess I did expect the family to lose. I thought with two heels getting along, one heel trying to decide between SmackDown and Raw. The other guy who's actually been like the 
the other heel who, you know, has said, you know, I want to win this, you know, blah, 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 came to you to be a tag team. I thought it was going to go go south, they'd lose, and then Braun would attack Baron Corbin. No. Yeah. That's that's what I thought was going to happen. And when it didn't, it was like, oh. Well, they just won? Like, wait, isn't, isn't Braun supposed to be going to the main roster? Uh, yeah, they have just gotten along a little too well. Uh, honestly, they could, if they really wanted to, they could continue this gimmick on the main roster. I think they need to. I think Braun comes up, it's part of his contract stipulation that he's got to have his, has Corbin with him, and Corbin can be like, yeah, I'm your mentor. And he's like, uh, like all of a sudden re- reverse the roles. Because Braun's been kind of like the goof, if you will, where yeah. Corbin's been the straight man. Then you could kind of reverse it. Like, no, man, I just we're partners. That's why he came up. He's like, no, just just listen to, just listen to me. I'll teach you everything I know. Like, the hell's this guy? Uh, yeah. Said before, they do that stuff very well. The oddball stuff they do very well. Yeah. It's just another combination. So, but yeah, I... I, I was actually kind of happy he won. Like, oh, like, he looks very happy, like legit. So, uh, yeah, good for uh, good for Baron Corbin, honestly. Like, uh, like I said, I, I I definitely have turned the corner. Like, I have really enjoyed the NXT Baron Corbin. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, the whole Joe Gacy DiJack stuff. All right, whatever. Um, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm interested again in Joe Gacy. I don't know where it's going to go necessarily because there's kind of a limit on crazy guy gimmicks. Oh, for sure. But yes. I've enjoyed it. I guess this is the character or close to the character that, uh, he was playing in combat zone. So Dijak just has to put up with that. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I didn't see it, so I don't know. Neither did I. So yeah, but no, I whatever. Recreate old angles. Everyone does yeah. it. Like I said, I liked, I liked what I liked, but I didn't. Eh. So. Okie dokie. Well, uh, do you want to uh, punch out on the on that note? Yeah, might as well. Sounds good. Uh, bell time beer on your end, sir. Nah, just water. Uh, on my end, uh, Hoof Hearted Brewing, South of Eleven, double IPA. This is one of their staple beers. It has been around for uh, ages and ages, at least as long as Hoof has been around. 10.2% alcohol and just a uh, delicious, delicious uh, double IPA. I always like the hop funk. That comes off of a uh, double, and this one is just kind of perfect. There's always uh, a little bit of bitterness in there, a little bit of floral in there, a little bit of everything in a different uh, vibe than, uh, let's say, Hazy IPA. So, uh, yeah, if you're ever in Marengo, Ohio, uh, and or Columbus, uh, go ahead and stop in at Hoof Hearted Brewing. They are a uh, fantastic brewery. 
So uh, that is the Bell Time Beer suggestion from at DeFrango11. He is at Granny Maze. The brand is at Stunt Granny. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Download us at any number of locations, whether it's Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Amazon. Have a good night, grandkids. Later, gang.